Welcome back, friends, to SMNE's February Free Week. The newest show debuting here on the network is MLW Rewind. It's a weekly podcast and review show discussing and showcasing the happenings of MLW. Hosted by Straight Talk Wrestling's George Mackay and Uncle Bobby B, each episode features a review sprinkled with hilarious disagreements, nonsensical tangents, and an occasional interview with the stars of Major League Wrestling. So welcome to the family, MLW Rewind. The following program may contain language. Your discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, MLW Rewind is back for another recap. But this recap, it hits different. You know why it hits different? I'll tell you in a couple of seconds. Right now, please help me welcome my PIC, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Well, uh, hello. <laughs> how, how, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I'm a little tired. My chin's a little cold. They shaved my beard off, and it feels weird. It feels uncomfortable, eh? Yeah, it was a lot of hair. I had to get rid of it for a bit. You know what? I do not have that problem because it took like seven years to grow this bad boy. <laughs> So I'm never, I am never getting rid of it. This, you know, like this was patience. Okay. I don't think people realize for a person who can't really grow facial hair, like you shave, it's already growing back. I can see it. It's literally growing in front of me. I shave. This takes years off my life. I get carded everywhere. I'll even get carded like at the simplest places, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. I, this, this was, I had to put a lot of effort into it and I'm very proud and this will never leave. This will just that, that little Robert Downey Jr. esque frame yeah. goatee yeah that's uh, that's that's the best i got man that's all i can do <laughs> well if we haven't lost you yet uh thank you for joining <laughs> us again for another episode of mlw rewind it's a bit of a special one uh this will be our uh, first episode that's going out on sunday night's main event that's the snme radio network uh it's a well-established podcast network been in operation for a number of years tons of great shows on there tons of great personalities on there uh, so we're, we're extremely pleased and excited to be part of the, uh, the network. You can still catch all our stuff on straight talk wrestling, but, uh, it's also going out on the SNME network. So if you're joining us for the first time from the network on the free week, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we will look forward to laying out what MLW is doing and talking about it and hearing some of your comments and, and questions. Please feel free to hit us up social media, wherever you want to get us. Uh, we'd like to hear what you think. And I know MLW has been kind of an uncovered uh, uh, promotion. Yeah, on on as far as SNME goes. So we're happy to bring that coverage here. And and to the rest of you who are always listening, we're happy to just keep doing what we're doing. And it's it's the rewind. And, and, and it's a cool one because we had the first, well, first episode of this season, I would say, of MLW Underground as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, Fusion, which we normally get. Mm-hmm. So this this was interesting, and uh, George, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the same, but a lot of changes too. Uh, production value really got up. We're out on on reels, uh, reels network now. Uh, not Which is us, huge, right? MLW, not us. us. No, we are not on reels. We will not be on reels anytime soon. I mean, unless they pick us up for one of their like biographies or something like that, which I doubt either of us will be featured on any of those biographies. Uh, unless they were to do a biography, say on um, you know, 
Uh, no, I actually can't think of anyone. So we will not be featured on Reels anytime soon, but MLW is featured on Reels. And the cool thing is, is that with Underground starting Fusion in full gear, um, you're going to be able to hear the Rewind twice a week, definitely on Straight Talk. And you'll get one of the episodes every Saturday at 11 a.m. on the SNME Network, which is pretty damn cool. Either be recaps or watch alongs, whatever you choose. Um, to well, listen well, to we kind of we mix it up we go we with the mix fl- it up yeah we yeah we tend to we tend to more so do the watch logs especially now with underground it's very cool that it, it fits in on a tuesday which is great for the both of us and also uh you know we always do the recaps of fusion lately anyways on the fridays but again it hits it hits different if we want to do a watch along of fusion we will we'll switch it up it depends on how we feel but this one like you said you mentioned production value increased exponentially um they really put in some flavor it looked great it always looks great but it looked a lot cleaner uh this time around the first episode looked clean and um the first episode we get a kickoff from the official number one contender jacob for two he comes out he's all business and he's pretty much saying that no matter what happens in our main event later on the show being the last man standing match between ej and duca and alex hammerstone to put that feud to bed once for all he doesn't care who the champ is He's next in line. He's coming for his title back and basically stated everything that a true number one contender would state, especially someone like Jacob Fatu, who held that title for such a long period of time. He's going to want it back. And he wanted, he worked his way, his ass off to get it back. And uh, he's interrupted. He's interrupted by uh, Enzo. Enzo. Real one. Real one. The real one. Yeah, no, still still Enzo. It's 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 just the kerchief. I'm not sure what was happening. Like you said, Rob, I think it looked like he had a shower curtain that he just kind of cut off quickly and kind of No, it was it, it it was pants. Like he cut off, he did a Michael Scott. He like cut off one of his pants legs okay. and then just tied a knot in it and put it on his head. It was like it, it, it was a kerchief. Um kerchief. yeah, he looked I, I believe he yeah, he looked like an Australian's nightmare. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's actually, I believe that's the quote that was used when we were watching it. Um, yeah, he looked like an Australian's nightmare. And I again, I, if that's what an Australian's nightmare looks like, I feel so bad for the Aussies because I that's that was a rough go. It was a rough go. And you know what? He he wouldn't stop talking, and he really wouldn't stop talking to the point where. Jacob, he insulted Jacob too in a lot of ways. He mentioned the head of the table. He mentioned brought up the fam. Brought up a lot of members of the fam, which is not cool. And Jacob, uh, I'm surprised he didn't rip that hoodie off earlier, but he eventually did rip it off. He went to jump out. There was a little bit of a brawl. It got separated. Jacob was taken to the back, and Enzo was allowed to continue to run his mouth until his open challenge was accepted by none other than the Manser. That's right. Mance Warner came out with a purpose to drink some beer and then kick some ass, maybe in reverse, maybe before. I'm sure either way, he was drinking beer before and after. 100%. But he came out. Enzo, you know, did his typical Enzo thing, or real one did his typical things where it was pretty much just insulting rednecks and all this kind of stuff. Mansur just stretching in the corner. And then, Rob, why don't you tell the people at home what happened? Because this is amazing. This was the shot heard around the world. Literally, it just was a shot. It was great. Um, yeah, like Enzo was doing his, uh, you know, he's Enzo. Enzo is a boxer. He's, he's a shoe boxer. So he was doing his, you know, uh, shuffling and. His feet were going for about 10 seconds. He was yeah, shuffling yeah. around the ring. And then he went to throw a punch. And Mance Warner just counterpunched him once to the jaw, like Brad Pitt and Snatch. And Enzo went down. And like I was a actually a fucking potatoes, man. It was wow. It was wow. And I was actually super uh uh impressed that Enzo, like I don't know. I don't know Enzo. Uh, but 
you know, a guy like that who's been on the big time, you you would think he might have a little problem just doing a job, not, not doing a job, but doing a job like that where you're getting one punched. Uh, clearly, there'll, there'll be some more to this, but I, I, I was really impressed. Like, it, it didn't expect that, so it hit harder. Pardon the, the pun, like, not really a pun, but it, it, it hit harder because we weren't expecting that to happen. I jumped, uh, so we out, popped I jumped huge. off my chair. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I literally almost fell off of your, your couch. It was like, holy shit. I, I expected this to be, uh, I did expect Mantor to win, but I expected there to be a little bit more to this match than just ding and boom. And it was, it was like, and he got all of them. Like Enzo went down, dead stop in his tracks. It, it, honestly, I hope somebody makes that a meme because that, that should be a meme, you know, going into Monday. That should, life, be, a meme. That should be a meme. Just, just wow, it was great. And Manser, uh, who better than that to happen to than Manser? I mean, fuck, you gotta love Mance Warner. And the fact that that happened to Enzo from Mance, it, it's picture perfect. That that honestly and truly, that should be a Funko Pop. That should be just a, a two a two tier collection. It would be incredible. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. Uh, and then after that, we got a recap, pretty much of the entire Hammerstone and Induka storyline from uniting at war chamber to kind of being his backbone when everything was happening with Richard holiday to the eventual turn. When even after hammer agreed to give him the title shot, he hits it from behind with one half of the tag team championships and uh, to the, where we are now to all the mind games, to everything. The time for talking is over at the end of this show. We will know if hammer will retain or if Nduka will become the new face of MLW. Now, obviously, spoilers ahead. If you watch social media at all, or you watch Rewind at all, you already know that EJ Nduka is contract is over with MLW. He is no longer uh, a member of the MLW roster in any way, shape, or form. He was on AEW. He's a free agent. That's right. He was on AEW, and he did fantastic on AEW. Looked great on AEW. Uh, The judge has a bright future. And thanks, uh, you know, uh, I think the judge knows this for sure, hands down, but MLW gave him a platform to grow, to be him. And this is what MLW does. They they make stars. They actually do make stars. They gave Nduka a platform to shine. He excelled and success will follow him. Uh, but also another wrestler who they, who literally, we picked him as our rookie of the year was Alex Kane, the suplex assassin. This guy, the evolution from beginning to end is absolutely incredible. You want to see... Pro Wrestling 101, how when you're given a ball to run with it, to excel, and to literally flourish, there's no better example than the 2022 that Alex Kane had. Am I wrong in that, Rob? Not at all. Alex Kane's been absolutely... And we're not just saying this because we know him and we talked to him, but like he he's just been going from strength to strength to strength. Every aspect of his wrestling, whether it's his in-ring work, whether it's his promos whether it's his physique, everything has just kept getting better. Mm-hmm. So Alex gets it. He gets wrestling and he understands you got to put in that work, just like EJ did. EJ worked relentlessly and tirelessly for the last two years to build his brand and build himself up and get better. Uh, so, you know, that hard work pays off. And it's great. It's great to see that Alex Kane has been one of the hottest properties in MLW for the last couple of years, easily. Easily. 
Absolutely. And of course, his coach, A.R. Fox, is a member of AEW. So if you wonder where Alex Kane gets that work ethic from, it's what was instilled from him, obviously in his family values for sure, but also by his coach. I mean, A.R. Fox, you want to talk about a man who put in work, A.R. Fox is the prime example of that as well. Now, Alex, the reason why we mentioned Alex Kane is because who else in the Bumaye Fight Club leader came out? He came out and he came out with a few things. He came out with the Oprah Cup. Or the Jim Carrey Cup, or whatever other cups that were mentioned, as we yeah, talked friggin about. Friggin' sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and he came out with a staple in Philly, the Philly cheesesteak, and he talked about how bad the cheesesteak really is, and how he hates the cheesesteak. And there was a fan in the audience who didn't take too kindly to that blasphemy of the Philly cheesesteak, and he yelled out point blank to Alice Kane, "You suck!" To which Kane rolled out of the ring and walked up to the fan and literally smacked him in the face. With the Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Force fed him that cheesesteak. He did. He did. And the, then he didn't stop there. He actually walked around the ring again, cut a promo, went back to the fan for a few more shots before rolling in the ring with the entire Bumaye Fight Club out there. O'Shea Jackson as well with the Opera Cup in hand. And he's ready for a fight. And who better to answer than local talent? Jafar. That's right. He made his MLW debut. The Magnificent Jafar, I think his Magnificent name was? Jafar, you're right. You're right. That, that's right. My apologies. Uh, Magnificent Jafar made his MLW debut. And unfortunately, it sucks when you're making a debut. Obviously, you're excited to be there. But when you see Alex Kane staring at you from across the ring, it tends to make people rethink their decisions. And boy, uh, did he do just that. Jafar uh, put up a good show. He tried. He really did. And I, I see potential in the young man. And I hope we get to see more of him. But Alex Kane did suplex after suplex after suplex. Oh, marvelous Jafar. The marvelous Jafar. Thank I you. Apologize. The marvelous Jafar. And Alex Kane did suplex after suplex after suplex. He did one hell of a combo where it was an exploder suplex into a uh, side suplex into a, uh, I believe it was a, um, uh, uh, that he finished with a jerk. It was just an annihilation of suplexes. It was rough, and he got the win. And uh, you know, Jafar was uh, Jafar was beaten one, two, three, but he was still hungry. It was only about a four minute match from bell to bell, from entrance to entrance. And uh, Alex Kane was ready to go. He said, "Send him out, keep him coming. I'll knock him down." Well, he probably shouldn't have said that because uh, Davy Boy Smith came out, a junior, and he was pissed. He was pissed at the uh, the Oprah Cup being just paraded out there like this trinket, like this trophy. He had had enough of it, Rob. He had enough. And what did he do? He attacked the entire, actually, he decimated the entire Bumaye Fight Club pretty much single-handedly. Everybody got a shot from Harry Smith on that one. Am I wrong? Harry Smith or Davey Richards? No, it was Harry Smith, dude. Oh, yeah, Harry Smith. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, everybody got a beat down from everybody Harry. Beat down. Uh, yeah, he cleared it. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, nice to see him back again, Talent going back and forth in MLW, it's 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 the way of MLW. Talent moves around, uh, but they're always bringing in right people to replace those that are on the way out. So great to see Davy Smith here, and and you know Alex Kane just doing Alex Kane. It's it's fantastic. I, I, I love was this loving feud. this. I love this feud. I love where it's going. Also bringing in uh, the Billington Bulldogs were in tail with Harry Smith when he was getting a little bit outnumbered by the Bumaye Fight Club. But there's options here. There's layers. Myron Reed is out now. He's a free agent. His contract is completed. He's no longer a member of the Bumaye Fight Club. You've got Mr. Thomas in there still. And you're also we're also seeing O'Shea Jackson, which is huge. And if anybody knows, he was a member of Shane Taylor Promotions and is still a member of Shane Taylor Promotions. But the fact is, is that there's options here. There is options here, and Rob and I have talked to no end. We've also had Alex on the show, and he's mentioned that what Boomaye needs is to just keep getting 
uh, growing. Keep growing the Fight Club. And who better to grow the Fight Club than adding a little bit of the female flavor to it? And Jordan Blade, we've mentioned numerous occasions, Jordan 100%. Blade needs to be a member of the Boom IA Fight Club. Court Bauer, we know you watch the show. We know you hear us. It, it makes logical sense. And even Alex Kane has endorsed her. I don't know what else we could say short of hiring a skywriter to go over your house and say Jordan I mean, Blade. You, you, you look at Jordan Blade and her work, she's a perfect fit for MLW. She's that hybrid style kind of MMA wrestling. Uh, she's mean. She is talented. She would fit super right, like slide right into the Boumaier Fight Club. No, And I know, I know Alex would be happy to have her because he's talked about it. Uh, so yeah, that, that needs to, that needs to happen. I, I also I, wouldn't I mind, we know, we know we're going to get her debut in a couple of weeks, but I would not mind, uh, seeing Billy Starks as a member of the Boomaya Fight Club. The only reason I say that is because Alex Kane is a member of the Big Starks brand. So Billy Starks would be a good addition too in Boomaya Fight Club as well. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that one, but... We can agree to we can agree to disagree. Well, we're not always going to agree. We don't agree on a lot of things, but I think. Oh no, we disagree all the time. Absolutely, I think, but that's what makes our friendship work is that we both see things our way, and ninety five percent of the times, I see my things the right way, so it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> and then you wake up. You did not like that at all. Very. It, it's too bad you're going to be only getting audio of this because if you had seen his face, I'll paint a picture. Uh, he looks like uh, uh, just a man who's who's lost the war. I've broken him. I've broken him completely. I did. I've lost a war against my receding hairline. You uh, have. And it's, it, well, listen, that's not getting into hairlines. That's a whole other conversation in itself. Really, it is. But you know what? Either way, Bumai Fight Club could stand to gain a couple more members. Uh, we've mentioned some names. Rob's mentioned, we both agree on Jordan Blade. Rob's indifferent about Billy Starks. I do see the potential there. It's just a matter of how Court Bauer builds the brand. But also, I mean, if you're going up against the Billington Bulldogs and Harry Smith, here's the problem. Right now, you don't have Myron Reed. So if you're going to be in these kind of trios triangles, who are you going to bring in? Yes, O'Shea Jackson is there. And they've, they've also got a couple of these hype men out there that look like they could be ring ready as well. I'm not sure. All I know is that Court Bauer always has something up his sleeve. Whenever we we don't we think we know, Court Bauer has a great way of flipping the script. So uh, all I could say is that um, whatever happens down the line with Bumaya Fight Club is Alex Kane is still holding the mic and running the ship. Nothing Nothing will go wrong with Boom IA Fight Club and what they're doing in MLW. And uh, I think if we're all caught up at that point, I think you and I are ready to talk main event, right? Yeah, let's do it. It's that big last man standing match. Absolutely. Uh, both guys' promos leading up to this were fantastic. Again, we're talking about Alex Kane growing in his promos and talking about EJ and Duca putting in the work. Look at EJ and Duca's promos over this feud and go look at EJ two years ago. Not saying he was bad, but look at him now and the stuff he's putting out. And even Hammerstone. Hammerstone's got this great ability that he starts off a promo almost casually and you're almost at the point where you're like, I'm starting to not give a shit. And then he just builds and by the end of the promo, it's all emotion and all passion, and you're invested. Uh, so, yeah, I was I was kind of looking forward to this match just a wee bit. Absolutely. Just a wee but I think we both were for the simple fact that, I mean, this is – it's always great. to It's sad to see storylines end, but it's great to see them when they end in this form or fashion. The time for talking is over. All the shit is, has been talked. All the mind games have been played. Now it's just two men who are going to annihilate each other. And uh, Hammer comes out. 
He looks focused. EJ came out. He looked hungry. We knew this was going to be a war, and that's exactly what it was. Was it the best last man standing match we've ever seen? Absolutely not. But was it entertaining as fuck? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was very much so. Uh, to the point where uh, it, it pretty much culminated with Hammer doing the, the typical thing in all last man standing matches. You hit that nightmare pendulum, which was impressive because Induka has at least a foot on Hammer. And as the war raged on, you and I talked about, we're like, how's he going to hit the pendulum? Because it, it never ends unless he hits the pendulum. That was but like 14 feet of man. It, like, to get EJ all the way up. And EJ, it's hard for him, too. He's got to post up with those long legs. and Like, that's a hard... That, that, fuck, that dude is so strong. It's unreal. Absolutely. But one thing that was very cool in this match, uh, and we got to touch on, is I've never seen it done, in at least in this way. A last man standing match... The guy can't get up. You have to stop your opponent from getting up for a count of 10. EJ had us surprised when he actually chained Alex Hammerstone to the ring post and the ring apron. Like, he literally did. He ripped up the apron. He chained him to the side of the ring. He actually chained him to around the ring post to where Hammer was elongated along the side of the ring on the apron. Yeah. I have a word of the day. He was horizontally prone. Yeah, there you go. He was he was vertically challenged for that moment. And, and remember, I called. I said, "Oh, this is a gimmick chain. He's busting out of this thing." Absolutely, it was. But don't take away from the kayfabe of it. Hammer hulked up, and he popped out of it. And let's talk about hulking up for a second, because Hammer has talked, coming from a generation much like us, about having those influences of the Ultimate Warrior, of Macho Man Randy Savage, of Hulk Hogan, and a lot of people, keyboard warriors, if we should say. They love to, you know, post on a hammer, and hammer doesn't care, nor do we, but I think it's something that should be addressed. Wrestling is all about paying respect to the legends. Paying homage, yeah. And paying homage. And so why can't hammer do that? Why can't hammer hulk up? Why can't hammer <laughs> shake the ropes like like Ultimate Warrior did? Why can't these things be done without somebody saying, oh, get your own gimmick? Yes, he didn't invent them. He has his own gimmick. That's not his gimmick. Yeah, that's just how he pays respect. That's how he performs. What's wrong with that? Right. Alex Hammerstone is Alex Hammerstone. He's not a warrior cop. He's not a Hogan copy. He's his own guy. He just does certain things and certain mannerisms that pay respect to the people that influenced him. But that's not what defines him as a pro wrestler. So for all you people who say, he should get his own gimmick. He has his own gimmick. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's what it boils down to. I agree with that. I absolutely do agree with that. And I thought- like a pro wrestling, look at, anything so in pro wrestling me yeah because everything's everything's been done like almost everything has been done you look at all these guys that you claim are your favorites i i i, I guarantee you if you could talk and they tell you how much stuff they've taken from the guys they grew up watching absolutely 100 percent. i know their influencers from from my favorites sting triple h they've talked about it to no end those are two of my guys they they paid homage and respect to so many and, um, you know, those are one, two for me. And they, they trade off depending on what, what day of the week I'm in. But I am a Triple H mark. I've stated that on numerous occasions. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, we know. Yeah, everybody knows. I mean, if you know me, who's your favorite wrestler, Triple H? Half times you don't even have to answer. Who's your favorite wrestler, Triple H? So, you don't have to get the question out. That's the answer. I am a Triple H mark. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with paying homage and respect. If I was a wrestler, I'm telling you right now, if I was a pro wrestler and I came out, I would come out with a bottle of water. I would swallow a little bit of it and I would spit it out in the ring. It's completely unhygienic, but I would because that's what Triple H did. I would pay respect that way. I would. And do that in a post-COVID world, bud. You know what? Taking all the 
taking all the wings, taking all the wings out of my sails. All, all the wings. wings out of your sails. Oh, all that is good. Out of my sails. Yeah, nope. you're not. My wings are not sailing. Your sails you used to fly, and I clipped the wings. You clipped my wings. That's right. You're horrible. You Whatever. got no wind. You got no wings. You got nothing. And you know what? Then what I'll do is I'll hook. I'll wear a mask and I'll hook up a little water hose to sanitary distilled water, and then I'll shoot that out. Okay, that's what I'll do. So then it's the lengths that you would go through to do this. I absolutely would. I've thought, I have thought about it. In a post-COVID world, what could I do? I could do this. The I fact can. you've considered this. Oh, okay. I have. All right. Anyways, back to the match at hand. When when we saw Hammer get EJ up, and like you said, EJ had to post up. He's got to hold the, the top end of the string. Hammer got him down to the point where I, we both know EJ's heels. They skidded on that. They skidded on the ring. But he got him down, he hit the pendulum, and then on top of that, he placed all the chairs that have been used, the doors that have been broken, and EJ put Hammer through a door. Hammer speared EJ through another door. This was an all-around great match, and yes, like Rob touched, it was a gimmick chain, kayfabe ruiner, and he hulked out of it, whatever. But it was still a very great story to a very great feud that ended only because half of the feud was leaving. If EJ was sticking around, if EJ had re-signed, this feud could have easily gone on for another couple of months and another match. Easily another match. But regardless of the fact, this was a great feud. EJ left MLW on a very high note. Hammer looked strong. EJ, EJ didn't look weak because he literally took a lot of punishment and he gave the champ a lot of punishment. So EJ went on a high went on a very high note and this was a great match like i said was the best last man standing match no but was there a moment that i'll remember absolutely when hammer was vertically challenged and strapped to the ring and chained i will remember that that is a moment of this match that i will remember uh yeah i can't really disagree i thought it was it was a a decent match i think it was like same it wasn't spectacular it wasn't the best last man standing match i've ever seen but it was a it was a solid match and you know with ej on the way out it was a nice way to send him off with a good match um, like you said, he didn't really look bad or, or look weak, but it didn't matter because he was on the way out anyways and can't complain. Now he's being made to look, uh, it, it, it was a good, it was a good ending to the feud. And it could have, like you said, if EJ was sticking around, could have easily gone another couple months. We could have had some more angles to this. Um, but yeah, now we've got to see what happens with EJ and the tag titles. So he's not quite done yet in terms of what they've taped with MLW. Yes, we will see him. We will see him in a couple more episodes. But uh, the fact is he's he's completed his tapings, if anything. So he's after we see him in this run of tapings, just like Myron, we're going to see him on and off in a couple last tapings. But they are both no longer members of the MLW roster. Yeah, but but you know what? Myron, Zach, and Dez, uh, excuse me, not Dez, Wesley isn't. Hey, that's okay. We all make mistakes. I said wings, not wind. You mentioned the wrestler's yeah. name wrong. Potato, potato, really. Anyways, Des, <laughs> Zach, so, oh, Jesus, Trey, Zach, and Myron, uh, the Rascals have been reuniting, Seen they've been on the indie shows, that's that's awesome to see, uh, so yeah, you know, if, if Court was going to bring these guys back for like a one-shot, I would love to see like a Rascals versus some of those Lucha stars on the roster, that would be amazing, but with Trey Absolutely. being star at Impact, I don't know if that would go over. Well... Yeah, but they have they have had impact stars. In, they have, they have. The fact is, their featherweight champion is an impact star. It's true. Ty Valkyrie is a, a, a member of the impact roster. She's also a member of Triple A. Like, there's options, right? There's tag there. tag champ on Impact. Knockouts uh, tag. She's not a tag champ, but she's part of the uh, Dead Dolls. Faction. Dead Dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's okay. Part of the Dead Dolls faction. 
But um, yeah, I mean, so sharing of talent between MLW and Impact, it's happened before and it's great. It's its not necessarily a bad thing. I don't... Uh, oh, I love talent sharing. I love talent sharing. I mean, the Forbidden Door is great. You know, I, I, I wouldn't mind... Uh, he's been killing it in New Japan, but I wouldn't mind seeing TJP back. I mean, TJP on MLW was great. He was Shout great. out. <laughs> Shout out to TJP. Um, Alexander Hammerstone posted today on his Instagram. It was like the uh, indie wrestler checklist. And hold on, I got to pull it up here. So it was like driven more than three hours for a booking, gotten stiffed on pay, worked a show with Ricky Morton. And then uh, there was one that said worked with a big name who left at intermission. And TJP responded, uh, perfect score and extra credit for also being the guy that left at intermission later in life. Checkmate, Munchkin. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. I absolutely love that. But yeah, Hammer, again, that's that that absolutely is an indie wrestler check. That's 150%. There, there's a whole bunch of them that were on there. But it was like, ever talked, I had to talk to the police at a show, ever had to fight a fan at a show. And I, and I responded like, I really got to know, when was the time you had to talk to the police? And he goes, the same time I had to fight a fan. So that was also... <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. He, he checked two check marks in one show. That's pretty damn... Got two birds stoned at once. Way to go, Hammer. There you go. MVP, Shout out to Hammer. MVP of the week for sure. <laughs> And the last funny thing on that thread was, like I said, one of the things was work to show with Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton commented, I guess that counts for me too. Like, <laughs> he's like, I guess I've done this one too. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I absolutely love that. Uh, all jokes aside, MLW production value is phenomenal. Underground for the first premiere episode of the returning uh, show of shows is fantastic it was edgy it was fun it was mlw and again it was only an hour i mean if we can devote five hours a week to raw and smackdown if we can devote three hours a week to dynamite and rampage if we can devote three hour or one hour a week to or sorry two hours a week to impact why can't we devote an hour you don't have to you don't have to watch both you can watch one or the other it's up to you Fusion uh, did not run this week, but Underground did for their premiere, obviously, because they don't want to, you know, shoot themselves in the foot. They want to get a healthy uh, bunch of numbers for Underground. But, I mean, if you have access to reels, watch it. It's fantastic. And the product is phenomenal. And I hate to say it, but MLW has had a sleeper roster for years. And they have some of the best wrestlers in the world, and, and including Hammerstone, Fatu, Calvin Tankman. They had Myron Reed, but he's gone now. But Lince Rodrado is their middleweight champion. Taya Valkyrie is the featherweight champion. Tag champs are right now undecided. But you know what? MLW is always surprising us, always entertaining us. Oh, yeah. I can tell you who the tag champs are. Well, yeah, I can too, but I'm not going to. We're going to not spoil air. We're not kayfabe. It's not like they can't just look it up. It's already out there. Yeah, they can look it up, but we're not going to tell them. We'll wait until it happens. All right. Look, you know what? You've already ruined it. Just say it. You've ruined everything. How did I ruin it? You've ruined everything about How this premiere episode on SNME. I don't know if there's going to be a second episode. I don't know. I wow. don't know. Wow. <laughs> Fine. It's the Simone SWAT team. We, <laughs> all knew, we all knew it was going to be anyways. Because, I mean, seriously, they've been on a tear. Uh, yeah, they've been absolutely on a tear. It's not surprising. But anyways, the Simone SWAT team, uh, Juicy Fanu, Lance Awani, they easily uh, – well, not easily – uh, Tankman and uh, Nduka did put up one hell of a fight. We haven't seen the match yet, but I'm sure they definitely did put up one hell of a fight. Regardless yeah. of the fact, the Samoan SWAT team is, and that's it. That's scary, right? Because the Samoan SWAT team being the new tag team champs, that means the leader, Jacob Fatu, is going to want to strap gold around his waist as well. Right, and who's going to, who do they even have right now that's even come can come close 
to dethroning the Samoan SWAT team. Not that I could think of anybody right now, to be completely honest with you. There's not that tag team division is very, very thin right now. We pretty much have the SWAT team, uh, and Duke and Tankman are no more. We do have the Billington Bulldogs, but they're nowhere near getting yeah, ready to go up against very thin, thin tag roster uh, right we now. We also, I mean, we also maybe kind of have the Von Erics. I don't know. The Von Erics have been off TV for well over six months. I, I feel like they've got to be done by now. Um, I don't, but I haven't seen them anywhere else either. I, I don't know the Von Erichs are uh, the Von Erichs are uh, a very a recluse bunch. Like they're if they're not in Hawaii, they're doing MLW only. I, I haven't really seen them get too many indie bookings, and that's not a shot at them. I'm just being honest. I, I don't know. Well, it's possible they just don't take them. Like I'm sure people reach out. The, the Von Erich, like not no offense to them, but the Von Erich name alone will get you booked. Like you can draw people just because you're a Von Erich. Uh, people will go to oh man, I want to go see the Von Erichs. Like. So I, I feel like maybe they just, for personal reasons, they just prefer to take as minimal bookings as possible. Maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, Who I knows? Do know that, I do also know that, um, I know that there was a, a new addition to the Von Erich family recently. So um, maybe that's, maybe they're just spending time with the kids. I'm not sure. By all but means, it wouldn't be the what? first. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it wouldn't be the first wrestler to, to do that. Like take some time off and deal with, you know, deal, but enjoy being with their family, new family, whatnot. Doesn't For me, it'd be like dealing with having yeah, a kid. Exactly. I was going to say, you've never had children, so you don't know. But Woo, well, knock children on that you know of. Children that you know of. Anyway. No, I have none. <laughs> I have but none. But I will say this. If if the tag team the tag team division is a division, much like the featherweight division, they need to add some more individuals. Again, Holodead has been off TV. We're not sure her status within the organization. But there are, like a couple, there are a couple great names that could easily be introduced to the MLW the MLW roster. Tag team wise, I wouldn't mind seeing TNT, Terrence and Terrell, uh, Devon Dudley's kids. They've been making waves, and we're actually going to get to see them live in a few weeks. I think they would be a great addition to the MLW tag division. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to dethrone the Simone SWAT team, but they would definitely be a good addition. Well, add some depth to the division. Well, we need, we definitely need some, we need some tag teams right now. Literally, we just have with Hustle and Power being broken up. We literally just have the Simone SWAT team. That's it. We're gonna get we're gonna get a couple of thrown together teams like absolutely fifty one fifty's done. LAX is LAX is not there anymore. Like it's just I mean we we did kind of have FBI show up uh, at the last last fusion, but they yeah we're gonna get like Mance Warner and Bud Heavy. Uh, Ricky Shane Page is is doing more shows with them, so who knows he could I get stuck in a tag Ricky team. Shane Page and Mance Warner, not Mance a Warner tag team guy, tag. but hey hey, stranger things have happened. And that is the world of pro wrestling where anything and everything can happen. All right. I think that's it for this one. I think we've talked a lot of great MLW stuff for our premiere episode on the SNME network. Uh, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. All the socials are going to be listed, obviously, in the description. But you can find us anywhere at Straight Talk Wrestling uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. YouTube is Straight Talk Wrestling if you want to catch up on our old stuff as we premiere week to week on SNME. And of course, you can catch us on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. But even though Twitter is a little bit of a cesspool, we just kind of share our shit on there and we leave. Rob, what do you got? I mean, I know you don't really have socials. You're not really a social. I don't do I do not do Twitter. Uh, you don't want to add me on Facebook. But you can catch me on Instagram at the real Uncle Bobby B. And uh, you can hear my voice on this show. You can hear me on Setting the Standard. You can hear me on AEWTF, all on the SNME network. Membership start as low as $6 a month. That's unbelievable. That's less than, that's barely a dollar a week for like 20 shows. It's unreal, including this one. That's a bargain in itself. 
I would pay a dollar a week to listen to me and George. I don't know if I would. I'll be honest, I don't know if I would. You're going to bury us instead of putting us over for a dollar a week. Oh, my God. I a dollar a week. You buried you buried us so many times. I Like, what do you want? I was joking. It was a joke. Oh, I've buried us so many times that my name should be Triple H? Oh. Was, you know what? That was uncalled for and very disrespectful. <laughs> very disrespectful. Anyways, guys, we're not even going to touch that. Because it's unfabricated. If anybody has a shovel in wrestling, it's John fucking Cena. And we know this. <laughs> we know this. Oh, fuck you, Boy, You're such an asshole. I don't even know if we're allowed to swear on SME Network. I, I, They're going to bleep it. We're not. We might have to quack over it. Yeah, we're, they're going to bleep it. Whatever. Yeah, sorry, Randy. Unbelievable. Thanks a lot. Premiere episode. We're already in trouble. Anyways, peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next week. Adios. Adios.